You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the uncategorizable Caleb Coy. <laughs> I th- see that one I wasn't expecting. So I, I like it. I'm you glad. Can't put me in a box. Nope. Well, <laughs> not a box that's a category anyway. Oh, it would have to be a large box. Not that I'm a large person, but like. A larger than normal box. I mean, I guess what's a what's a normal box? It'd be like a furniture box. <laughs> you could you could put me in a furniture box. Maybe a refrigerator box. Yeah, a refrigerator box would be large enough. Yeah. Uh, assuming it's not like a, a mini fridge, like a dorm room fridge or something, that I wouldn't fit in that. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> well, now that we've cleared that up. I'm glad we got that that uh, set straight there. Uh, Getting the important stuff covered. Now the important stuff's out of the way. We can do the fun stuff. Uh, so this week we have a, uh, I think this is our first returning guest. Am I right? <gasps> that, uh, that, that feels right to me, yes. I think, yeah, this is our first returning guest. And it's Elise from Oceanator. Elise, how are you? Hi, I'm great. I am excited that I win and I'm the first returning guest because winning is everything. Hell yeah. I don't know if I'd necessarily (laughs) 
call that winning. I mean, because you have to put up with us for the second time, and no one else has been able to do that yet. No oh, one else I'm has having... been willing to do that yet. Exactly. It's not a matter of ability. <laughs> you know, for those of you listening at home, I'm doing quotes. Uh, we've already been talking for 20 minutes, so just so you all know, it's it's nice putting up with them. They're fun to talk to. Oh shit, that's true. <laughs> we, we've already we've we've covered the bases from uh, like weird YouTube cooking shows to like Kitsy's computer troubles to uh, I don't I forget what else we talked about something else. Well, at least I appreciate you lying uh, and saying that we're delightful to uh, to talk to. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully people actually believe that. Uh, but you're back because you have a new record coming out. Uh, next Friday, August 28th. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. Um, I have a new record coming out next Friday, August 28th. It's my debut LP. Um, I was here last time to talk about Lowe's, which was the last thing I put out, an EP. Um, this record I'm super excited about. I, it's been a long time in the making, and it's happening, and I'm really proud of it, and I can't wait for everybody to hear it. And what's it called? Oh, yeah. It's called Things I Never Said, or Tins, as I've been typing it. Tins. Oh, I like that. It's so many letters. I just want to point out a a pleasant surprise that when I begin typing uh, Oceanator into my address bar in Chrome, it automatically fills your Bandcamp page for me. Yeah. uh, Because it it knows that that's exactly where I want to go. Perfect. Hey, I'm glad you mentioned the Bandcamp page because uh, that is where you can get the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also pre-order the record. Can you still pre-order the record? Is it still pre-orderable? Yeah, totally. It's pre-orderable um, until it's regular orderable. <laughs> um, and <laughs> <right>. there's also <laughs> there's also um, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and the the pink splatter vinyl is sold out on a on my Bandcamp, but it's available at undertoestore.com. And if you live in the UK or Europe, you can pre-order vinyl for there on the Big Scary Monsters Bandcamp, and then you don't have to pay more than the record in shipping costs. Excellent. So <laughs> Undertow Store or Big Scary Monsters both would yeah. have the pink splatter? Big Scary Monsters has a completely different variant. They're doing the UK release, UK oh, release. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so but, the UK is a, a different uh, different color? Yeah, it's a different color. It comes out on October 9th there. Um via Big Scary Monsters, who are such a cool label. I'm super stoked to be to be working with them. Well, now I have to yeah. order that one, too. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, then you're going to have to pay a million dollars in shipping. I know, but <laughs> this is the problem with being obsessed with having every pressing of every record that I like. So, Oh, uh, yeah. That's true. Well, sorry. Big Scary Monsters is the, the re- label that released that uh, 20th anniversary for Gloria record. Oh, nice. The first song that you heard was uh, the first song on the record, Goodbye, Goodnight. Annalise, do you want to tell us a little bit about this song? Yeah, it's uh, in drop D. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, was, I was fooling around in drop D and just kind of... Um, Is it really only in drop D? Yeah, it's the only thing about it. It sounds so heavy. Yeah, it's the... Well, okay, cool. So I'll, I'll talk... It's the guitar. Um, it's funny because a couple people have been like, after hearing it, have been like, "Is that a baritone?" And it's not a baritone, though. I That's really exactly want exactly what I thought. Because but last <laughs> yeah. time you were here, we were talking about baritones. I was like, yes, "I still she haven't got gotten one. it." No, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I mean, um, it's a, uh, it's the same. It's the Reverend we talked about last time. Wow. And it's the same. I think we talked about the amp too, the Fender 
amp that I switched the speakers out and stuff. So it's that, and I'm 99% sure that the distortion on this one is the amp's distortion, and that's it. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, like, the the Reverend has so much, like, low end and bass in it while still keeping, like, kind of its integrity and works well with um, sponsorship, please, and works well with the Fender <laughs> <laughs> amp. Uh, so, yeah, it just sounds super heavy, but it's just regular old drop D. Now, wow. if you got the Reverend sponsorship, would you go for the foam shrimp pink? If they make the baritone in the foam shrimp pink, but I don't think they do. I think that I was. Think I think it was. The, they make uh, it in the teal and the and the black. The black looks nice. They have the a jet, white one that looks pretty nice. Jetstream three ninety was the yeah. The, I that's I, and that's what I have. Is the you mentioned the uh, the Reverend guitar? So like I, I pulled up the <laughs> website to refresh myself, and that's the first thing I saw. I was like, oh, I was that wondering was the why you were making thing. that face. <laughs> that's why I started laughing. I felt bad yeah. because you were like trying to talk about the, the guitar and the making of the record, and I'm over here like. <laughs> it is a hilarious name. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's, that's, uh, it, it just kind of came about like that. I don't really, I don't really know the lyrics just kind of sang themselves, you know, when you're just like, especially the goodbye, goodnight, like in the chorus part, I had, that was the first thing of the lyrics that was written. And then, uh, the other ones just kind of came out like much later once the song itself was mostly finished. And, um. Yeah, it has a big outro with a bunch of bunch of guitar leads that like are very satisfying and fun to me. And something I, I love about this is how it, it like you know you're talking about how heavy it is, how huge it sounds, and how it kind of like, it sets the tone for this record. And uh, we, Kitsy and I, both had a moment right before we hit record where we, we pulled up the the record to like reference the track list and everything, and it auto played the song, and we both were caught completely off guard by how huge it was. <laughs> like I, it was like really loud in my headphones, and I was just like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> yeah, I mean that's actually part of why when I was when I was fiddling around with um with track order, that's part of why I put this one first because I was like, well, it just kind of starts yep. big and huge and it's there and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm in the album and <laughs> you don't get like a second really to, to, you know, kind of ramp up into it. And that's, that's part of why I kind of chose it for, for the first song. I love that. It pulls no punches. It tells you right away what this record's going to be. Also relevant to the record, I love the cover art on this one. Uh, oh yeah, so, and I, I'm dying to know: was that a comfortable chair? That chair is not a real chair that what? I owned. Yeah. Wait, it's no. Really wait, hold on, chair. hold on. Let's break this down. <laughs> it's not a real chair that you own. But, yeah, but well, is it a real chair? Well, okay, kind of. Yeah. I so Mary <laughs> Streepy did the did that drawing. And what I messaged was, I want to be sitting cross-legged in one of those chairs, like from the 50s or whatever, that's a circle. And then I took a photo of me sitting in a chair in a Target for some reason. I don't know why I didn't just do it at home. (laughs) (laughs) But I said I took some in a Target and sent those and then found on the internet just like assorted chairs that were like the type of chair that I was thinking about. Yeah. And then was like, but orange and white. And then Mary sent that perfect drawing back. I love it. And that's how that happened. And then 
I had the idea when I like when I asked for that drawing that it was going to be on a teal background in the bottom corner, and then I told Carl all of these things, and Carl did the layout of it and like picked the fonts and made it look nice and made the cover itself perfect. And also the inside, which you haven't seen yet, is so cool. And uh, it's, yeah, it just came out real nice. I'm excited. Everyone go buy it so you can see it for yourself. It's really cool looking. Yeah. Do exactly that. And then when you get it and you flip it over and you're like, what label is this record on? And you see the little tiny engine circle, just pretend you can't see it because it's not on tiny engines. It's on Plastic Miracles. But it's a million dollars to redo the jackets, and they're already made. So I didn't want to spend all that money. I'm not trying to waste 400 jackets and millions of dollars. It's not millions, yeah. obviously. but It's not cheap, so, yeah. though. It's not cheap. So just uh, pretend it says Plastic Miracles there. So just get yourself a Sharpie and cross out the Tiny Engines logo. <laughs> There's going to be uh, stickers that I'm sending anyway. If you want to use your sticker for that, you can. If you don't, also fine. Maybe someday it'll be some sort of crazy correct collector's item, you know? It's like I have the variant that says the wrong label on it. That's Whoa. that's how you'll know it's an original pressing. Yeah. See, that's like that's the move right there though. You right? gotta get the the <laughs> ones that are uh that are like a misprint and things like that. So the first track on this is uh Goodbye Goodnight, but it flows so beautifully into the second track, which is a crack in the world. There's a crack in the Hot 
which was the first single that you released. Is that? Yeah. Yes. Yep. First single. The first single. Yeah. At least you want to tell us a little bit about this song. Mm-hmm. It's also in drop D surprise, surprise. Um, same, mostly same setup. Oh, a thing that I, met, I forgot to say about the first song and is true of this song too, is these two were recorded, um, at Wonder Park Studios in Brooklyn, and we recorded them like live as a band. So it was uh, I was playing guitar, and then Eva Lawitz was playing bass, and also is a part owner at and one of the engineers on the record, part owner nice. of Wonder Park. Nice. And then yeah, and then um, the other engineer for for these two songs was Chris Krasnow. Um And then Andrew Whitehurst, who has been my touring drummer for a bit, is playing drums on this one and the previous song. Um, and yeah, so we recorded we recorded both both of these live, just like as if we were playing a show. And the the guitar amp was out in the hallway, and the bass was direct in. And then we later um, reamped it with a ampeg, and then the drums were obviously in the room with us because that's how drums Andrew, work. Yeah, needed mm-hmm. to touch them um, <laughs> to play them, and uh, yeah, so so it was originally. Um, I had written Goodbye, Goodnight, and then I first, and then I was writing this one, and I was like, well, these can't be on the same album because, like, they're not the same, but they're similar. And then I was like, oh, maybe it'll just be one long song. And then I was like, that's too long. (laughs) 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 So I'll make it two songs, but, like, that can stand alone, but are still related to each other, Um, which is fun for me i think so yeah i was just i was just fooling around and drop d that's how the the riff the original riff came about and then there was kind of um there's a part that that we the thing that like the riff that we jam out on at the end uh is like kind of introed given a sneak peek of it um what's the word that you use in like when you're talking about like in an opera when that happens it's not the overture, but you know how in the overture you hear every theme that's going to... I'm getting too into stupid... Whatever. In the overture, you hear every theme that's going to be in, in the whole opera mm-hmm. and, or musical, if it's a musical. Um, and so that's like... that's how I was like, oh, I'll put this theme here. And intro- so when it comes back later, you're like, oh, I remember this. Um, I think, it was just in a different key. I think motif is the word you're looking for. Motif is the word I'm looking for. Um, heck Yeah. Yeah, so so that's how that that's how all those things came about. It's very much accidentally about right now, um, but <laughs> <Makes> <laughs> it was sense. written. Yeah, it was written in 2018. The whole record was recorded in 2018. So uh, it just kind of. It's funny, actually. I was listening to um, I was listening to the Conan O'Brien podcast, like Conan needs a friend or something. I think it's called. And I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I listen to it every now and then, and he had Jim Carrey on, and I just really love Jim Carrey. But apparently he wrote a book recently that has, like, all these things in it that then happened later, and he was talking about how it's kind of weird. Whoa. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, I just think as a writer, when you open yourself up to the universe and just let the words flow, that the universe knows what's gonna happen before you do and i was like oh i love that so (laughs) i'm gonna steal it (laughs) and uh so i guess that's kind of what happened with this record um said in a more succinct way than i've been saying in other places 
but just basically like you know it's not like all these things happened in out of nowhere so like i think that feeling of general stress and worry and isolation and things being a disaster is always there but also is like always building and you kind of have it in like things affect you without you being able to process them really and also like before it they're clear in the present if that makes sense um so I guess that's why I would say like some of these songs sound so much like they're written recently when they're a couple years old neat and I I mean I do particularly love the line um it's not what you wanted but it's what you get and who knows things could get better yet like <laughs> yeah. that's it's really cool um oh, thanks and kind of like sticking with that theme of like how the the world's been kind of draining for us all i think if i remember correctly last time you were here it was still fairly early on and we were all kind of figuring out like what are the like initial repercussions like what's happening for musicians having to like cancel shows cancel tours how are you like flexing and coping and i'm kind of curious you know, a few months in further in, I guess I should say, uh, has anything changed? Has it gotten any better? Have you like fell into kind of a rhythm or is it, is it worse? I mean, <laughs> admittedly for me, it's worse. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's definitely been going up and down for sure. Um, it's recently been much worse. I've taken a bit of a downturn and mood and everything um but then I have the record coming out so that's like exciting and kind of keeps me having something to look forward to um so I don't know I I, it's like I guess the same overall like if you put it on a graph I feel like there'd be a line going straight across you know with some good some good and some bad um but it definitely feels it feels very strange because even back when we last talked, I, I think I, I was thinking like, yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be like this for a long time. And uh, so I feel like sort of settled with that and like I expect it, but at the same time, like can't believe that it's happening. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, um, so it feels weird to like wake up sometimes and be like, oh, it's this again. Uh in more in like a way that's less like my usual ope this again, which is just general regular <laughs> depression. Oh, this again, you know, and more like worse. It's still just, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, remember. I would say it's not any better, but it's not necessarily any worse. Right on. I don't remember what I was listening to. Uh, I think it was like yesterday morning. But I had this like brief thought as I was kind of bopping around my kitchen, like, how lucky are we that art exists? And I was, you know, <laughs> right? lumping music in with that. And it's just it, like I feel super fortunate that artists like you are continuing to release music during this time. So we have these little like bright spots to to look forward to and these like new experiences to continue having having when we're kind of confined into very familiar walls all day. Yeah, totally. There's been so many records that have come out um, that I just, like, love and spend a lot of time with, and that's definitely helpful in keeping things going and trying to stay on more of, like, an even keel. 
what are some of those records that have been uh, exciting for you recently? Um, Namdi's like 12 records that he put out. Uh, <laughs> I think it was only three, but you know, yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> uh, I, I go back to those a ton, especially the Black Plate EP, I think is just, I mean, they're all fantastic, but I, I love that one a lot. Um, and the new Illuminati Hotties record is so good and just like perfect for every mood somehow, I think. Um, I love the new Bad Moves record. Barty's has been putting out some great new songs and the record is so great and I can't wait for that to come out. Uh, and uh, just doing some quick searches for my own sake so that I have these available to, to look at later, I'm seeing a theme that uh, these bands are available on Bandcamp. So once again, <laughs> we can't stress enough, uh, after you're done buying Oceanator's new record, go out and check out and support other bands too. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. And there's another Bandcamp day coming up on September 4th, I think. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. That's yeah. real soon. For those of you, you can, who don't know, Bandcamp Day is, uh, it's been like the first Friday of every month for, for I think, really about since the pandemic started, where Bandcamp uh, waives all of their uh, commissions and pays 100% of the proceeds ever sale directly to the artist. Uh, so that's a great day to uh, pick up some stuff from your favorite bands. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. But also, we love Bandcamp, so... It's fine to buy from them on other days too, so that they can yes. stick around because they're great. Definitely, <laughs> and we we want them to to continue existing. Speaking of Bandcamp, <laughs> I'm noticing that you have gone with some very interesting new merch, and I would love to hear you talk about your uh, inspiration. Sure. Uh, on the the Pog set. Oh yeah, I so I was i was thinking about like what stuff especially because there's wasn't going to be touring i was thinking about what stuff would be fun to do besides just shirt and the usual and i wanted to do a tank top because i love tank tops and then i was thinking about well like this record is i was thinking i've been thinking a lot about the 90s especially since the pandemic started because Mm -hmm. like it's going back to stuff like music and and movies or whatever stuff that i like grew up with has been very comforting so i've been thinking about like 90s rock a ton and then i was thinking about like what other fun things were in the 90s and i was like oh yeah pogs for like (laughs) six months or whatever (laughs) and then i googled like i googled custom pogs and the first thing that came up was custompogs.com and uh i emailed them and it was this this person wrote back and was super nice and sent me all this stuff. And I was like, do you do slammers? And they were like, we sure do. Um, <laughs> so, Amazing. Yeah. So I got the pogs from them. That's I just kind of was thinking about 90s stuff, which is how then the temporary tattoos idea came. Because I remember being super into those. Um, so those two kind of like came one after the other ideas wise. Well, I love it because, I mean, you, you mentioned like, you, you know, you love a tank top. This is the perfect time of year to get one because in a lot of places it's still very hot. And in the Southern Hemisphere, it will be soon enough, uh, because as we've said, time moves rapidly and slowly at the same time. Yeah. So I feel like it's just going to be tank top weather for the rest of the year for all of us. Uh, yeah. But then and there's only koozies. seven tank tops left, so. Oh. Well Caleb, then. you better order yours quick. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Do you everyone, want one? What size do you want? I, I honestly, this is exactly what I wear every day. Okay. Otherwise, I would be. <laughs> I was going to pull that. it off the. I was going to pull it off the <laughs> website for you. If I was going to wear a tank top, it would be yours. Please. It's know so that. good, right? <laughs> it is, and yeah. I love the the, the 
the koozies, the postcards, you've got this like light breezy summer feel to all of this and it feels yeah. good. It feels good just Great. to know this stuff exists in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like kind of what I was going for. It was like a very summery. I mean, originally the record was going to come out not at the end of the summer, but um things happen and that's when it's coming out but like yep <laughs> there's hopefully going to be another summer <laughs> next year let's hope and uh yeah but you know postcards are an anytime thing and i don't know about you guys but i've been using a, the koozie like in my apartment because it just keeps the beer colder or whatever yeah. i'm drinking much longer and that's it great. helps it like you know it contains the condensation so the can yeah. doesn't slip out of your hand Yep, or like drip all over my computer, like I kept, was doing before. <laughs> it, it wasn't that long ago that it was like I, I think no sooner had we hit record on a podcast that I like took one sip of my beer and it fell right out of my hand all over like everything. Yep, <laughs> oh, and, no. uh, that was a rough night. <laughs> yeah, so don't don't feel like Caleb gets get some a koozie. koozies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or as they call them in Australia, stubby holders. Stubby holders. <laughs> I haven't Australia. heard of that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's because those beer, those those little stubby beer bottles. Okay. Yeah. And it holds your stubby. Huh. Yeah. Australian here, slang is amazing. Here I thought I knew all the Australian slang. I guess I still have some to learn. You probably have so much to learn and you don't even know. Probably. Yeah. I mean, me too, obviously, but yeah. I guess we'll just have to move. I saw today that flights to Australia are between ten and $20,000, so. Holy shit. Jesus <laughs> yeah. They want to make sure that you definitely don't go. Yeah, I think it's like something. It also like the airlines, like there can only be a certain number of people on them, you know. So like the only stuff they have left is like business class. Oh, that I makes guess. sense. Yeah, and they've Which got is, and they probably got to charge more because they're taking less people and they got to make up that money somehow. I guess not. Yeah. Not that our passports will let us go anywhere right now. Anyway, I think there's only like four <laughs> countries we can go to. Yeah. Truth. Oh, we can go to four. I think I think it's like four. I thought we couldn't go to any. There's like three or four, but you don't want to go to any of them. <gasps> None of them are very good. What? <laughs> are the are are they here? Are all of them here? No. Well, what, like <laughs> like one of them's Iran. I don't know that we really want to go to Iran. I don't I'm, know. I'm actually surprised that we could go there like normally. To to be honest, just because yeah. like we haven't been particularly good about that relationship. No, we haven't. No. I, uh, feels like maybe they just felt sorry for us. Like we'll open it up. They can't go anywhere else. We'll just we'll give them this one. I think one of the countries was the UK, but with a like a two week quarantine. But like they're not necessarily doing any better than we are. So like yeah, they're point, not like, doing great. What's yeah. really the point? Like you're not escaping anything. Also, I heard their quarantine was only seven days. Ooh, <laughs> how are you even gonna know? How are you even gonna I know? think they track you. I mean, how are you even going to know oh, if like, you have in COVID, seven days if you've got it? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, I am not, like, never been a hypochondriac, uh, but, like, for the last six months or so, like, the slightest thing goes wrong with me, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is it. I've got it. I'll be dead <laughs> soon. I think I'm pretty sure I already had it, but I'm also more just in general worried that I won't know that I'll, if I didn't already have it, or if you can get it again, since they're mm-hmm. not 100% sure, yeah. that I won't know that I have it, and then I'll get it on somebody else. And then I'll kill them, and I won't know yeah. that I killed them. That would suck. Yeah. Yeah. That's my big that's my And big I, worry. I wish more people were worried about that, because then maybe we wouldn't be in this fucking position. Mm, yeah. Imagine that. 
<laughs> but, you know, wear a fucking mask. God damn it. I just got a new one today. It's got constellations all over it. Nice. That's dope. It was made by one of the people that filmed the music video that is coming out of mine. When's that coming and, out? Um, undetermined, but okay. Prop next after this podcast, but before the record. So sometime in the next week. Yeah. Excellent. Let us know, and we'll definitely uh, we'll share it out. Cool. We'll yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. It came out awesome. In one of the scenes you can see my mask in my back pocket because I pulled it off right because before that we shot the scene and it's just sticking out looking stupid. Nice. <laughs> but and it was all sh- shot outside and distanced and safe. Good. And there were only four of us total and they didn't come anywhere near my non-masked face. Excellent. I'm Excellent. glad to hear that. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for taking it seriously, because not enough people are. Yeah. I just got my test in the mail. Did you, you can get tests in the mail. Did you know this? Like, like self like you self test, test yourself? Yeah. Ooh. What? I got mm-hmm. it from Pixel Lab Corps. They mail it to your house. Um, insurance covered it. And then they also had a thing that said, if you don't have insurance, like they have some like donations and fun stuff that they can go through, so you still don't have to pay for it. Pixel LabCorp. Yeah, I think it's like Pixel dot and it gets mailed via FedEx, and then you mail it back via FedEx, and then you get results. And it was at two to three days. Oh, uh, nice. Last checked, but yeah, it came in the mail. I'm, ex- I'm excited, sort of, because we're doing the record release stream next week. Oh, um, nice. And we're doing it full band. Unless one of our tests comes back positive, obviously. Um, but we're all testing before we go down oh, that's to awesome. Maryland to do yeah, the Yeah, that's super stream. smart. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. So, we desperately need to take a break. But before we do, <laughs> uh, I would love to talk about uh, a track towards the end of the record. Uh, and that is Walk With You. That one is also recorded at all the same things I said before about... Um, the first two songs and the same people, Eva and Andrew, playing on them. Uh, it, it was written by me, obviously. Um, <laughs> and I kind of, I, I don't know. It just kind of came out. I think of it as like the so- the sock hop song. I have a whole video. That's exactly for it. what I was gonna say. Actually, <laughs> it feels so much like a sock hop, and I love uh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I have a whole video plan for it. Um, that's that hopefully someday I can do. It involves people um, at a sock hop. So it's too many people in one room for now, but uh, someday. And yeah, it was, it was fun. It was like, I just kind of told Andrew and Eva, I was like, you know, this is just like your fifties rock song. So just play like that. And like, and I was like, Eva, the baseline should be like that, you know, typical kind of walking baseline that you would hear in a 50s rock song and they were like like this and I was like yep that's exactly what I was hearing <laughs> like the Nailed exact it. notes and everything um and uh yeah same thing for the drums it was it was pretty funny um I recorded it that's the first take the version that's on the record is the first take that's amazing oh wow yeah <laughs> we played it and then we were like all right let's do another one and we got halfway through the second one and we were like um the first one felt way better so <laughs> Let's just scrap this and move on to the next song. Like it's That's done. So what are we great. doing? It's awesome. Um, it's, 
Yeah. Like from the, the stories that you tell, it definitely feels like the musicians that you work with, like sync with you really well. And like, they get what you're going for. And like, obviously they're really talented in and of themselves and like can really execute on your vision. And that's so cool. Yeah. It's really great. It's like, it's fun to have people like that around you. And like, you know, I, I, I asked them to record on the record because I knew that they would, um, they would like do justice to the songs, I guess is, is not quite what I want to say, but, um, you know, they would, they would understand like without me having to even really say that much, like what I was going for and, and how I wanted things to sound and feel and kind of then put their own ideas into it too. And, and, and maybe make it that much better. Um, so yeah, they've been really, those folks have been really great to work with. Um, that's yeah, it's fun. And they're also like really great about if like I have a very specific idea of how I want something to go. Like there's some parts on the record where I was like the drums go exactly like this or the bass goes exactly like this. They're not like they don't like be like, "Well, why would you ask me to play bass if you're just going to have me play this?" You know, they don't do that. They they're like, "Okay, cool." Like, nice. You that, know. That yeah. would be me. <laughs> like, didn't you yeah. ask me to write this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, so I asked like, you to play what I asked you to play. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. So that's, it's great working with them because it's like, I, yeah, they'll play like basically what I was hearing <laughs> anyway without me having to say it, but then like jazz it up just a little with their own signature stuff. And, nice. And that's, that's the whole point. Otherwise, you know, I, I would, I would just play it myself. Like I did on two on two of the songs, <laughs> three of the songs. Um, so yeah, one more thing about it: the the guitar solo. Um, I we used this teeny, this really teeny old amp and turned it up all the way, nice. so it was like so distorted and weird, but it was still so quiet because it was so old and small, and uh, and that's why it's all like fuzzy and weird. And then, yeah, I don't know. I was excited about that. I, I like it. that guitar solo. It's really fun to play. <laughs> Love it. Well, we're going to take a break and hear from our sponsor this week. Uh, but before that, we're going to hear Walk With You uh, off of the new album, Things I Never Said, out uh, next Friday, August 28th from uh, Oceanator. And we come back, we'll be talking about some more songs to the record. So stay tuned.
Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform.
You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I am still Kitsy. Caleb is still uncategorizable. And we are still talking with Elise from Oceanator about her new record, Things I Never Said, out uh, next Friday, August 28th. And if you want to hear it early, you can listen, you can pre-order it and then come to the Zoom listening party on August 26th. Only the first 100 people can get in because that's what Zoom said. And I'll send out emails about it. But you can and only come if you pre-ordered. <laughs> Zoom listening party if you pre-order. I'm putting this in the show notes as well. Oh, beautiful. I got all sorts of notes for the show notes today. This is exciting. I bet you do. Sometimes I'm, I'm stretching to find interesting things to write in there, but like you're just you're teeing them up for me. I love it. Ooh, I have another one that you can put in the show notes. Yes, please. Um, today, Friday the 21st, <laughs> uh, I'm performing at 10.20 p.m. on the Isolade festival um let me get the real name of it it's an australian festival it's called isolate it's by the australian music community nice and there's a whole bunch of people playing georgia mac from camp cope is playing and pom-pom squad from here the u.s is playing and um it's october 21st for america but for australia it's august not october august 21st for australia it's august 22nd and it's going to be fun. And it announces in three minutes. Oh, nice. <laughs> so from today, from right now. So you'll, you'll know all about it. But after you've listened to this podcast, then isolatefestival.com. Go, go watch that. Isol Aid. I S O L dash Aid. A I D. I can send you a whole link tree of links that they sent me. That'd be great. Yeah. So coming back in the break, we heard, I believe it was the track, uh, was it Heartbeat? Is this is your, do you, have we gotten to your favorite one yet? No. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> um, I was going to say beforehand, I bet it's, I would find you. It is. But yeah. Anyway, so Heart, so Heartbeat was recorded also at Wonder Park Studios, also with Eva playing bass. But Aaron Silverstein is playing drums on this one because he had been playing it in shows more recently. So instead of having Andrew like learn another one, we just Aaron just came in and did this one, and also lent us his symbols for the day, Ooh. which was very nice. Uh, yeah, um, and again recorded um, all together, uh, which I especially wanted to do for this one because like it feels. Like, it's like a cute song about having a crush, but it's also, like, very stressful and anxiety-inducing, and I wanted to have some, like, some tempo, slight tempo changes here and there, you know, to, like, make it feel a little more off-kilter, and that's pretty hard to do to a metronome. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so we just played it, like, so we could we could do it by feel. Um, and, uh, yeah, we did it, and then I, I, I went in and recorded all those... Um, guitar riffs after back at back at my brother's studio in Maryland uh yeah it's uh it's the pop punk song obviously obviously <laughs> and uh yeah it's super fun Eva plays that whole super fast bass line Eva, Eva with their fingers not a pick which was wild that's to impressive watch, honestly that's yeah, always impressive like, to me yeah I, like just so steady and perfect, and yeah, Eva just slays on the bass. Very, very, very talented musician. Um, Clearly, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And you, if you if you want to hear some more Eva stuff, 
They have a project called Stimmerman and also just put out um, or just announced a pre-release for some video game music Ooh, that, uh, that, they, that they composed that's very cool. I've only heard three of the songs, but it's, it's pretty rad. Um, and I, I can find you the link for those two things, too, um, if, you're, if you want. Yes, but yeah, please do. Yeah, that's Heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it does the thing, again, sort of from, from like in a crack in a world where you kind of foreshadow that riff um, but it does it in the verse, foreshadows the outro. That's the second verse is twice as long as the first verse. Um, unlike that song, like second verse, same as the first, a little bit louder and a little bit worse. Remember that from camp? Yep. <laughs> um, not quite like that, but, but it, I guess it is a little <laughs> bit louder. Um, yeah. And this is the one that the, the music video is coming out for, um, that you'll see hopefully it, it done by, um, baby pony food productions who are awesome and make great videos, including the video, a bunch of Jeff Rosenstock videos that are great, but also the video for um, Martha's uh, Love Keeps Kicking, which is one of my favorite videos of all time. So you should check that out too. So Elise, I'm curious uh, what releasing an album during a pandemic is like. I mean, normally you would put out an album and you'd want to tour on it. And obviously Mm. you can't do that. So what have you been doing uh, to to kind of prepare for this instead of booking a tour, like what's what's the release cycle look like for you? Um, I did like this whole like month of online things. Um, I don't know if you saw my extremely silly August is coming flyer, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just tried to. I had like I tried to have a, a stream like every week, and then um, doing the Zoom listening party and doing the release show like something kind of more of a production than just doing it in my room so that it feels like doing like something, you know, and actually celebrating it. Um, but it's definitely been really weird to just be mostly in my apartment talking on the internet about my record. Um, Sadie from, from sad 13 and speedy Ortiz was posting about like, uh, I'm at the virtual virtual merch table tonight. And I thought that was funny. Cause it's like, yeah, it's like basically, what I'm doing every night is kind of just being like, go to my band camp. And I guess it's maybe annoying how much I'm talking about it, but I don't really know what else to do. Cause it's like, usually I'd be on tour and I'd be playing the songs and then I would get to talk to people after the, sh- after the show about the record or, or just about whatever, like, you know, just talking to a bunch of people from a bunch of different places. So it's definitely weird in that sense, but it's been cool because a lot of folks, um, I'm working with Riot Act Media with Lori from Riot Act, and um, she's been doing a really great job. Of, and so a lot of people want to talk to me, which is cool. So, like, I get to talk to y'all and some other podcast folks and some some blog people. So it still has, like, a feeling of doing. It's definitely by far the most interviews or, or any of that sort of thing that I've ever done. Um, so it's it's cool to still have some sort of semblance of, what I think a normal album cycle would be like. Um, right on. Yeah. And then I get to also like chat about nonsense with, with people and, <laughs> and like, cause I don't I don't talk to people as much just in general uh, anymore. So it's nice to, it's nice to have some sort of connection with, with folks. Well, you get, you know, you have to have someone yeah. to share your uh, YouTube cooking show recommendations with. 
Yeah, yes. check out 18th Century Cooking. We would be watching that probably on tour. <laughs> We'd be on tour right now, most likely. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I am really excited that for the live stream show, I get to play with the band again, um, with Andrew and with Tony. Um, and uh, we have, like, we're going to go down and have, like, two days of rehearsal because we haven't played some of these songs together at all ever and oh, also wow. haven't yeah because like yeah tony's not on the record i didn't meet tony until after the record was recorded and then um and then some of them we just haven't played live before um so we're all well i already know them but they're learning them um at home and then we're gonna get together and do these two days of rehearsal and 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 do the show but we're also gonna like do a big grocery shop so we don't have to go out, you know, and Good cook call. meals and yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, go for go for walks in the woods. The my dad's house, like the backyard, leads straight into a bunch of woods. So we go for walks, hang out with my brother's dog, and and try Yay. and have like a nice little yeah, have a time. And when we're doing the Zoom album release show, we're gonna be like, or not the show, the um, listening party. We're gonna be like grilling <laughs> on the oh, on, in cool. the backyard while everyone while we all listen to the record. So. Tried to do a bunch of stuff like that so that it could feel like a celebration and not like it's just coming out in a void. Yeah. Well, that all sounds really cool. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, it feels really wild that it's, like, so close now, especially from, like, how long, like, what a drawn-out process this has been. Um, but... Yeah, I'm I'm super super excited. I love like how much thought has gone into like how to how to do this and how to have fun with it and like not just give in to like well we can't do anything here's the record. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been too like I mean if if it came to that like, you know, if if then that's what would happen but I wanted to do something just like for my own mental health sake you know like put so much effort into this record and stuff so you know just doing what we what we can do safely and um yeah i think it's gonna be fun i think you want to be able to celebrate the thing that you yeah you put out exactly yeah put a lot of uh you know time and effort into this we love this we want to share it with you and like let's have fun around that like yeah and it's it's gonna be cool and then like we're doing it down there too because i've recorded um, well, the next song that we're going to talk about, I Would Find You, was all recorded at the studio, but uh, my brother has a studio in, back at home, and everything was mixed by him, and then a bunch of stuff was recorded there as well, and uh, so he's going to be in his like little control room doing sound for the show like as it's happening, awesome. so it's going to be like having like doing a real show, so it should sound really great. Oh, very cool. And, uh, yeah, and then he's also going to play some some of the... I didn't want to add another person to the mix because of Corona. I feel like the fewer people we can do this with, the better. Mm-hmm. So instead of having like a second guitarist slash synth keyboard person, he's just going to do it from that room. Nice. <laughs> so you won't see him, but the sound will be there, um, which I guess is maybe slightly weird, but like just seemed better than trying to bring in another yeah. a, a, another person. So yeah, it should it should be really, really fun. Tickets are available now. <laughs> Get yours now. Yeah. Yeah. Get them like, before it sells out. 
Like seriously, like you know, pause the podcast, go get your tickets, and then come back. Like we'll be here still. We yeah, promise. Yeah. We're, we'll be we'll be right here. We're not going anywhere. And I was just kidding about it selling out. Obviously, it's on the internet, so there's unlimited tickets. I was say that'd be pretty <laughs> shitty if you're like, yeah, only only eighty people can watch. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's no limit on the Zoom has a limit on how many people can be in the meeting, but the 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 show there's no limit. It's it's regular internet, not Zoom internet. <laughs> so. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Um, link link in show notes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I Look, I'm good at this. I could be a podcast host. You I mean, can. they'll let anyone do it. That's the one thing <laughs> we've <true>. learned. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no one has stopped us yet. Yep. Uh, and how many, how many do we have now, Caleb? Uh, how many shows? Uh, yeah. We are... We are on the verge of our sixth and possibly seventh very soon, but there there are five that are active. Yeah, five different shows. Yeah, different shows on the Night Shift Radio really know, Network. I think I only knew of two. Which two did you know of? This one. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't remember. If you tell me what it's about, I can tell you which show it is. No, I only see you tweeting about it. I didn't listen to it. Wow. Okay. No, that's fine. I see how it is. Well, the thing is, uh, if we knew which one it was, we could tell you whether or not you're missing out. Yeah. Oh, so some of them aren't worth it. Well, I'll just, you know what? Since we have to plug our shows anyway, like legally in our, in our as part of our contract, um, I'll just <laughs> tell you about them at least. And then, you know, if, yeah, anyone, tell me about them. if anyone happens to overhear, then that's fine too. Uh, so, of course, we have this one left of the dial that Caleb and I do every week. You know that one. Uh, I'm sure you mm-hmm. listen to every episode religiously as it comes out. Um, yep. It's okay if you don't. Uh, <laughs> we also, uh, Caleb and I do another podcast with our friend Andrea called Set Condition One, where we're going through and rewatching the 2004 sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I think it might have been that That's one. That's probably the one. Because I definitely saw some Battlestar Galactica stuff. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, I can't listen to this because I haven't seen that show yet, so I got to watch it oh, first. Oh, but that's the beauty is that we're going through it episode by episode, and we're, we're still in the first season, so you could totally catch up. And so I other... watched the episode, and then I listened to the Yeah. Listen yeah. to it. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Our yeah. other host has also never seen it before, so she's experiencing it one episode at a time for the first time. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. It's, it's, I like that. It's actually a lot of fun, um, and I would highly recommend, yeah, watching and and listening and along. Is Battlestar Galacta, Galactica available on streaming services? Well, I'm glad you asked because it sure is. <laughs> uh, it's available on Great. NBC's new Peacock uh, streaming service for free. You can watch it for free. Is Peacock free? Peacock's free. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. No, you, it's free. You can. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't get it. Why are they? Whatever. It's not important. Yeah. They have- There's ads, I assume. They have so free tier with ads. They have a slightly paid tier with uh, like ads, but less like not as much like. Sorry. Limited ads. Is it? I think it's more content, and then they have a completely ad-free with even more content, something like that. They have three tiers. Okay. It makes more sense than what I just described it. That makes more sense. Already. But I don't remember anymore. But you can watch yes. Battlestar Galactica on the free tier, so. Peacock. Yeah. Which is the most important thing. That's the most important what thing. A- NBC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was flat. <laughs> and then, of course, that's okay. I'll auto-tune it. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> it's a major It's a major sixth. Yes, it is. It's one, six, three, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. 
So uh, we also have uh, Never Heard of It, which Caleb does with our other Night Shift Radio co-founder, Michael Fight, where they talk about uh, just the worst movies, just the, just the worst movies. Is it similar to um, um, How Did This Get Made? Probably. I've actually never listened to that, but it's, it's probably like a bootleg version of it's, it. It's nothing <laughs> like that. It's a completely original concept that no one's ever done or thought of before. <laughs> well, I think there's many more. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm not saying like you're copying them. I think there other people do no, we, shows uh, like that too. Yeah. We don't necessarily get stuck in the uh, the bad movies category, though. We'll go for weird. We'll go for obscure. We'll go for like truly good, but maybe lesser known. Uh, but more often than not, it's a, 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 a like rapidly escalating conflict of who can find the worst movie. <laughs> so, what's the worst one you found so far? Weed Wolf. Yep, Weed Wolf. What Hands is down, Weed the worst Wolf? movie I've ever watched in my entire life. What is what is it? Well, uh, it's about a, a, a werewolf that. Gets high on weed, but also kills people who smoke weed. To get their weed? Uh, presumably. <laughs> that's never explained. And of course, the other shows we have on Night Shift Radio, uh, we have the Storyteller Series, which is a monthly uh, podcast bringing back the old classic radio storytelling, uh, <gasps> which is, uh, that one's a lot of fun. And the, uh, That sounds awesome. It is. The mm-hmm. most recent episode is very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Caleb? Uh, well, it gets compared a lot to like Lovecraftian horror. That's, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Oh, did you see that new TV show? Not yet, but I really want to. Yeah, same. Uh, me too. So I'll have to check that out. Maybe we'll make a podcast about it. Uh, <laughs> and then the last show we have on Night Shift Radio is uh, the Superpod Hero Cast, which Caleb and I actually aren't involved in uh, other than just kind of like, you know, administrative stuff. But it's uh, guys with beards, beers, beers, beards, beers. <laughs> Beers. Guys with beards. Which one? Guys with beers. They do have beards though too, don't they? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Not always. But beers is what, guys is with, what we're going guys for. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. And uh Okay. That's a that's a real fun one too. And they're just they're getting ready to launch their next season. So that's uh look for that coming cool. up too. If you're into superhero movies, that's the podcast for you. I'm personally not very into superhero movies, but it's still a fun podcast. They're Some super of those fun movies are good. Do. Yeah. They get they right. go real deep in the weeds sometimes and it's fun. To listen to them. Oh, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know, that would be fun. I, I don't, I'm not, a, I don't love superhero movies, but some of them are great. But I think I would have a good time listening to people talk about them because I think there's also a lot of things happening in those movies that like I just don't notice because like I don't, I never really like read the comic books or know the story of a lot of those characters. Well, Fair. if, uh, if those things are there, they will find them. And speaking of finding things. <laughs> nice. I Would Find You is the last song that we're going to talk about from this record. Uh, Classic segue. Th- I, right? <laughs> this uh, this was my favorite track on the record uh, by Same. far. It, it stood out to me right away. Uh, I'm also noticing I'm looking at the, the super secret SoundCloud link you sent us to, to preview the record. Uh, and it has 924 plays. It does? <laughs> yes, it has 924 plays. And I want to point out that the song that has the next most plays is A Crack in the World at 109. So What? You might want to refresh because I have at least 925 on mine. And I think that's because I took a, a, a quick like, oh, yep, sneak there it peek is. before we started recording. <laughs> Wait, but who's? 
so someone that you've given Who's this, this link to loves <laughs> this song. And I wish I could say it was me, but I have not listened to it 900 times. Holy shit. Mine says 920. Oh, it says 925 too. Yeah. So, I thought it said 926. So clearly, clearly. <laughs> made, like someone is still just listening to it on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but who? I, I, I want to know. Now we have to know. But so clearly Somebody Caleb and I. commented on it. Ooh, that's probably who it was. Uh, but clearly but Caleb and I are not the only ones who uh, think this song is a jam. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I think it is a jam, isn't it? It is. It's, a, it's um, absolutely a jam. Yeah, this is one of the oldest songs on the record, um, writing-wise. Uh, it, it, this one and um, The Sky is Falling were the first to be written and the last to be named. Um, this one used to be called B-Day Song, and The Sky <laughs> is Falling used to be called National Voice. Nice. Because I sang it real low like the guy from The National. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so that was that's what I named it in GarageBand when I did my original demo. Um and uh yes, it was recorded um at the studio, my brother's studio. He played the drums on this one and then I played all the other well actually he played oh, some of the synths as well, but and then I played some of the synths and everything else. Um and uh it was written as kind of like uh, for some specific friends. Um who like, um, you know, Future Islands and, and Twin Shadow, which I also like quite a bit, but that's why it's like more in that kind of synthy vein than than some of the other songs. Um, I was trying to write something that they would like. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's kind of, it's about, it's just about, you know, the world ending and helping and going after it to to help and and not save necessarily but like be with yeah and 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 like the people that are important to you um as you try to navigate another disaster. oddly relevant song yes yeah yeah which is it's i mean i i wrote i wrote the lyrics to this one in 2012 so oh wow it's, Damn. yeah it's pretty pretty weird you really knew it was coming huh <laughs> were you, were you well, thinking think, about the, uh, the the 2012 end of the world at the time? No, I, I mean maybe I don't know. I I forgot that that was even a thing. And then I also recently heard that they 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 were like, oh, oops, it wasn't 2012, it was 2020. And they, but, yeah, but then that, but it was like last month. Went, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I, know about that either. I really had my hopes high for that one. I like, mean, well, it would have seemed. Yeah, fairly likely. I, I mean, there <laughs> um, is the, the case to be made that the world has ended and we are all, all now in hell. That's, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that song was in, I'm going to just bring it back. That song was written in 2012. Um, and uh, I just kept, I just kept dragging it along, I guess. Like, I was like, it, I don't want to put it on this EP, the first EP. And then I didn't feel like it really fit with on the Lowe's EP. Because I figured if I was going to add that, then like maybe I'd have I would take off something else, and I just thought that those five songs went well together. So it's just been kind of hanging around <laughs> on the computer or whatever, you know. Um, and then I was putting this record together, and I thought like musically and thematically it would work, and and I'm excited to and finally did. be releasing it. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. It starts side thing. B also, which is cool. Yeah. 
when you, it's the first song on the second side of the record. So it's amazing that it's been around that long and found like such a perfect home on this record too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um, well, th- uh, yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that you feel that way. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's important to for me at least when I'm putting an album together to think about that stuff and even if you have a song that you really love like if it's not the right time for it then figure out something else to do with it instead of it just being necessarily a collection of songs that were all written right around the same time I don't think that's the most important thing yeah when you're putting together a record um so yeah I'm happy I'm happy to put it out I'm happy that I waited and people like it you know like I'm, I'm happy that like it was worth it was worth it um it's cool now uh this track is is super synth heavy but the uh is the bass is that just like a really awesome tone or is that also synth it's just a really awesome tone i fucking love it hell yeah so um, good. <laughs> yeah i i can't remember i can't remember what what bass i used on that but it was probably a p bass it's so growly. Um, yeah, and then it's in. It's put through an ampeg with like a little bit of distortion, and um, and then my brother did some like post production distortion stuff to to make it extra nice. And uh, yeah, I love it. And then I don't know if you there's some some really low synth bass tones too, especially at the end. But those are just kind of like one note that's being held. They're not like a bass line, but they're just there to like rumble your stomach. Yes. While you're listening on headphones, oh <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, the bass tone on that is mm, so good. It's one of my it's, favorite. It's one of my favorite tones. It's extremely it's good. Good. Yeah, and the, the yeah that song was the synth was the first thing that was written, and then and then the bass line, and then the I mean the drums. I think they just came like at the end, but like you know they were in. I knew what they were going to sound like, and then the and then the guitar, and then that really cool, that really cool synth solo, um, in the middle, you know, that's like before, that's like a slightly different synth sound, and it's before the before the last verse. Uh, my brother did that that solo also, and nice. he was like, "Well, what if you did something like this?" And then he played that, and I was like, "You should just do it." Yeah. <laughs> like that sounded awesome, so I'm not gonna try to do something else like. That's perfect. Um, I think it's it's a highlight of the song too. That's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, do you two like tend to, to write and like bounce ideas off the like off each other like that in the studio like often, or is that just kind of like it just happens every now and then and it just works? Um, it depends. He's like, uh, um, he does a lot of my recording and and all of my mixing. Um, so usually he, unless usually I'll usually ask him what he thinks about stuff because like that's the person I'm recording with. Um, and he'll just kind of say if it's good or not. And if he says it's good, then I know it's probably pretty good cause he's picky. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but he, I, there's only some time like, um, for that song. And then, there's a song on the Plastic Miracles Volume 1 compilation called Too Late. It's an Oceanator song that uh, he played the bass on. And that one, he wrote the whole bass line, like, just on his own. And um, so, like, stuff like that sometimes he'll do. But 
if uh, if I don't ask, he'll usually he usually won't say anything because like, which I think is cool, you know, in a in a producer person yeah. because he's not like trying to take over your thing at all. He's but if you do have thoughts or if you're like if I'm like I have a couple different ideas or like I'm not quite sure how I want a harmony to be, I can like run a couple different things by him and he'll be like, well, I think this one sounds the best or like. When we were doing the like the uh, barbershop quartet harmonies <laughs> on Heartbeat, he helped me like because I I like had I've not ever sung in a barbershop quartet, but I knew I wanted that to sound like that. So he helped me like work out the best best way to get that sound. And uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. He's 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 good, and it's nice too. I, I've said this. I think I might have even said this last time we were we were talking, but he's really good about knowing what I'm going for also like sound and vibe wise. So like when it does come to mixing, I can, I give him like some notes if there's anything really specific, but I can pretty much just let him go for it because it's going to sound the way that I want it to sound because he gets it, you know? Um, so it's really cool. And same thing with when we're setting up tone, I I can, I can kind of just describe very loosely what kind of tone I'm going for and he'll go get like some of his equipment and tell me which guitar he thinks I should play and set up his amps and stuff and then be like okay how does this sound and I'll be like yep that's that's what I wanted <laughs> so <laughs> nice. it's uh yeah it's really great recording with him and uh might maybe be recording something in September Ooh. yeah we'll see Ooh. Secrets. I'll, I'll tell you what it is off air. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, Elise, where can our listeners find you on the internet if they were so inclined? Um, they can find me um, on Bandcamp, oceanator.bandcamp.com, or on the Big Scary Monsters Bandcamp um, if you're in the UK. And uh, you can also find on all the streaming services, but you can find me, me, on Twitter at Oceanator and Instagram at Oceanator Band and Facebook if you want, but that'll pretty much just be exactly what's on Instagram because I just post from Instagram to Facebook, but it's also at Oceanator. Um, And you can find me at the stream tomorrow, or tonight, rather, on the Isolade. It'll be uh, posted about everywhere. And... uh, yeah, is that, I think that's all the places. Right on. Excellent. Yeah. But Caleb, yeah. what about you? Where yes. can people find you? Oh, well, if you uh, so choose, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Caleb Micah. Uh, and you can also check out all of those uh, shows that we told you about earlier over at nightshiftradio.com slash shows. So if you uh, if you're at all interested, uh, wander over there, check them out. Give us a give us a, a subscribe. Words are hard, uh, but Kitsy, where can they find you? Oh, well, you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at Hey Kitsy. Hey Kitsy. Hey Caleb. Never gets old. <laughs> uh, you can of course find us uh, on Twitter and Instagram and probably Facebook as well at Left of the Dial PC. Uh, the PC does, in fact, stand for podcast. Uh, I know I've I, I've never really mentioned that before, but uh, that is <laughs> what it stands for. So just just clearing that one up, uh, just before any you know vicious rumors get started or anything like that. 
you can also, of course, find us at leftofthedial.fm where you can hear this episode and all of our previous episodes. And hey, depending on when you're listening to this, probably some of our future episodes too. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. You can get links to uh, everything we've talked about in this episode as well uh, in the show notes there. Um, yeah, if you have a minute, please uh, give us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. That super helps us out. Uh, it really helps the podcast grow and, and get in front of new people. So if you have like just it, 30 seconds to just do that, we would just love you forever for it. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Uh, I think that's all the plugging we have to do, right? Yeah, we did yeah. all the plugs. Cool. That's the things. That's the things. Uh, yeah, well, Elise, thank you so much for coming on our podcast for the second time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you guys for having me again. Uh, anytime. If you ever want to come back, you just let us know. All right. And let's put it in the calendar. Let's do it. Uh, we can do that That one I just talked yeah, about. Maybe we can, uh, air. Maybe we can do something special <laughs> in, uh, in October. Um <laughs> Hint, hint. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna hear. I would find you off of Oceanator's new album, Things I Never Said, out August twenty eighth. Uh, you can pick that up at oceanator.bandcamp.com. Uh, this has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.